note, I invite everyone to please stand and join in singing hymn 493 found in the blue hymnals. Our service of Holy Eucharist, Rite 1, begins on the first page of our service booklet. Bless the Lord who forgiveth all our sins. His mercy endureth forever. God spake these words and said, I am the Lord thy God, who brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have none other gods but me. Lord, have mercy upon us, incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not make to thyself any graven image, nor the likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or in the earth beneath, or in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down to them, nor worship them. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Remember that thou keep holy the Sabbath day. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Honor thy father and thy mother. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt do no murder. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not steal. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Lord, have mercy upon us, and hang on our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not covet. Lord, have mercy upon us, and write all these thy laws in our hearts, we beseech thee. Hear what our Lord Jesus Christ saith. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the laws and the prophets. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. 
Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare thou those who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind. In Christ Jesus our Lord, and grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. <coughs> the Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Gracious Father, whose blessed Son, Jesus Christ, came down from heaven to be the true bread which giveth life to the world, evermore give us this bread, that he may live in us and we in him, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from the first book of Samuel. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul? I have rejected him from being king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and set out. I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. Samuel said, How can I grow? If Saul hears of it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one whom I name to you. Samuel did what the Lord commanded and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him trembling and said, Do you come peaceably? He said, Peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he, sacrifi and he sanctified Jesse and his sons, and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came, he looked on Eliab and thought, surely the Lord's anointed is now before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord does not see as mortals see. They look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. He said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by. And he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these. Samuel said to Jesse, are all your sons here? And he said, there remains yet the youngest, but he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him for we will not sit down until he comes here. He sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. The Lord said, rise and anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. 
And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. Samuel then set out and went to Ramah. The word of the Lord. This week our psalm is a paraphrase of Psalm 23, found, uh, found as hymn 645. It's on, on hymn 645. Please stand and join in singing 645. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Ephesians. Once you were in darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what such people do secretly but everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, sleeper awake, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. The word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. Our sequence or gospel hymn this morning is 547. We'll sing the first three verses prior to the reading of the gospel, the fourth and fifth after. I invite everyone to please stand and join in singing hymn 547. Our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to ye, to thee, Lord Christ. As Jesus walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's work might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam which means sent. Then he went and washed and came back able to see. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, It's he. Others were saying, No, but it's someone like him. He kept saying, I am the man. But they kept asking him, then, how were your eyes opened? He answered, the man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes, and said to me, go to Siloam and wash. Then I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he had received his sight. He said to them, he put mud on my eyes, then I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God for he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, how can a man who is a sinner perform signs? So he said again to the blind man, what do you say about him? It was your eyes he opened. He said, he's a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had until they called the parents of the man who had received his sights and asked them, Is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he see now? His parents answered, We knew that this is our son and that he was born blind. But we do not know how it is that now he sees. 
nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that anyone who confessed Jesus to be the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, he is of age, ask him. So for the second time, they called the man who had been blind, and they said to him, give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, I don't know whether he is a sinner. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Then they reviled him, saying, You are his disciples, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Here is an astonishing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but he does listen to one who worships him and obeys his will. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born entirely in sins, and you are trying to teach us? And they drove him out. Jesus heard that they had driven him out. And when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir? Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgments that those who do not see may see, and those who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard this and said to him, Surely we are not blind, are we? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would not have sin. But now that you say we see, your sin remains. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, Lord Christ. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. As I reflected on this morning's gospel, I began asking myself if the primary news outlets were part of Jesus' day, what would the headline for today's story look like? I was thinking that on 
the Pharisaic News Channel, the headline would be, Jesus of Nazareth does it again. He heals a sinner on the Sabbath. The Apostolic Network would say something to the effect of, Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth does it again. He heals one more time. A man born blind now can see. And then on those other networks that are not quite closely acculturated or part of the area would just simply say, yes, once again, Jesus of Nazareth has healed somebody. This time, a blind man can now see. Our next story. But if we look at each of the way those headlines are written, what we come to realize is no matter who writes the headline, perhaps, they really don't see or understand what Jesus saw and did. Because the ongoing theme, as is with our writing from the gospel today, is, it, is about somebody who was other than. Somebody who was somehow separate from the rest of the group somehow undeserving or not part of those who should be healed or saved. It's no different than if we wrote headlines for last week's gospel as well around the story of the Samaritan woman. Jesus of Nazareth speaks with sinful woman would be one headline. Or the apostolic one, oh my gosh, it's a big deal. Jesus spoke to a Samaritan as if that is supposed to be something truly unique, unusual, or even forbidden. And yet, again, they do not see. I hear the line coming through from today's Old Testament reading to Samuel as he goes to Bethlehem, to the house of Jesse, and there he is to anoint the new king. And as he is just about to get ready to anoint the oldest son who is of good stature and looks, God whispers in his ears that humans do not see what I see. I see what is inside, what is in the heart. Humans see what is on the outside. And so if I were to write a headline from Jesus' point of view, Jesus of Nazareth gives sight to a beloved child of God. End of story. Not someone who is out there or other or undeserving, Simply an individual who is like you and me and normalized as very simply that title we all carry with us. Beloved child of God. And I bring this approach up this morning after our ENET announced an event on April 21st. It is titled, Where There Is Hate, Let Us So Love. A response to incidents of hatred, racism, and anti-Semitism, both nationally and locally. I can't believe that in 2023, we have to again address this issue or continue to address this reality. And I know that as I preach this morning, I am truly preaching not just to this choir, but to the proverbial choir of each and every one of you. But the fact remains that we are now in a time and place again where hatred has been emboldened where division is being based on outward realities as others are being dehumanized. 
The fact is, the event on the 21st at Temple or Congregation Beth David is being put together at the request of Rabbi Adler after there was proposed by those who are leaders of white supremacy organizations to have held a day of hatred last month. We have called this evening of prayer and conversation as an antithesis to that day. So that is why where there is hatred, let us so love. And together as members of what we now call the South County Clergy Association. We have met several times to begin putting that night together and what it will look like. And it's always interesting when clergy get together and we begin talking about how we're going to do this, speakers, etc. When it comes to this issue of anti-Semitism and racism, the room becomes very uncomfortable. We know we have to have very uncomfortable conversation. But yet what we try to do is talk about having that conversation, talking about people out there. Not people in here. We want to talk about those who drive their cars along the seawall, proudly displaying the Confederate flag, a sign and symbol of hatred, of oppression, of slavery. What we don't want to talk about is really the elephant in the room. Because if we are to begin to get to the roots of the issues of hatred that face us today, we have to let Christ shine Christ's light right on us. We have to look within ourselves, our history, and even our foundational writings if we are to begin to root out and bring an end to anti-Semitism in this country and in this world. And I say this after talking to a colleague tangentially associated with the Association of Clergy who said to me, quite humbly, I struggle with encouraging to bring my congregation to pray at Congregation Beth David because I have the responsibility to bring my people to the cross. And I fear this will become a detour. Now he says this perfectly justified. Our root has within it the realities of anti-Semitism. In our gospel today, we heard the accusatory language towards the Jews as part of our reading. When we gather on Good Friday, we will hear our writer blame the trial, the conviction, and the crucifixion on the Jews as opposed to the authorities, thus blaming a whole group of people. It is the same writer who tells us Jesus' words of exclusion. I am the way, the truth, and the life. None may come to me and none may come to the Father except through me. And sadly, for centuries, we have used these quotes out of context to justify our own base level of anti-Semitism, our own threads of unconscious bias that are rooted within us. It is only when we can begin to identify that part of our reality, when we as a Christian people can talk about that and understand the Gospel of John in its context, as a gospel written to an early church that was at the time being oppressed, that was at the time being pushed out of the synagogues, that was at the time 
being persecuted by Roman authorities. It was written to a church that was being oppressed, not the church of the majority. When we begin to understand our own writings in context, then we can begin to let go of that which unconsciously runs through our own sense of faith and spirituality. That we can truly understand where the roots of hatred begin, inadvertently, in a way that has corrupted our own gospel, so that we can let go, re-understand, rewrite, perhaps, that history, and make amends for it. Because when we are able to do that, we are able to, as a people of God, to begin writing new headlines for Jesus. Headlines that don't speak of the external, but speak of the internal. To look not at what separates us, but that which brings us together in unity under one God. So that the headline may not be next time, blind person saved, but blessed child of God is given sight through the love of Christ and his church. Amen. I invite you to stand and say with, and affirm our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the whole state of Christ's church and the world. Almighty and ever-living God, who in thy holy word has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all men, receive these our prayers, which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord, and grant that all those who do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word and live in unity and godly love. Give grace, O Heavenly Father, to all bishops and other ministers, especially Michael, our presiding bishop, Nicholas, our bishop, and Craig, our rector, that they may, both by their life and doctrine, set forth thy true and lively word, and rightly and duly administer thy holy sacraments. And to all thy people give thy heavenly grace, especially to this congregation here present, that with meek heart and due reverence, they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. We beseech thee also so to rule the hearts of those who bear the authority of government in this and every land, especially Joseph, our president, and Daniel, our governor, that they may be led to wise decisions and right actions for the welfare and peace of the world. Open, O Lord, the eyes of all people to behold thy gracious hand in all thy works, that rejoicing in thy holy creation, they may honor thee with their substance and be faithful stewards of thy bounty. 
and we most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor all those who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity. In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for Jamie and Debbie Wilson, Larry and Jane Wilson, and Randy and Andrea Wilson. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for the church beyond the walls. And we also bless thy holy name for all thy servants departed this earth in thy faith and fear, beseeching thee to grant them continual growth in thy love and service, and to grant us grace so to follow the good examples of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Blessed Peter, our patron, and of all the saints, that with them we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant these our prayers, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. All things come from you, O Lord, and of your own have we given thee. Amen. The Lord be with you. 
and with thy spirit lift up your hearts we lift them up unto the lord let us give thanks unto our lord god It is very neat, right, and abound, and duty, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty, everlasting God, who dost bid thy faithful people who cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Paschal Feast that fervent in prayer and in works of mercy and renewed by thy word and sacraments they may come to the fullness of grace which thou hast prepared for those who love thee therefore with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, All glory be to thee, almighty God, our heavenly Father, for that thou of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made there by his one oblation of himself once offered a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and did institute, and in his holy gospel command us to continue a perpetual memory of that his precious death and sacrifice until his coming again. For in the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it in remembrance of me. Wherefore, O Lord and Heavenly Father, according to the institution of thy dearly beloved Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, we, thy humble servants, do celebrate and make here before thy divine majesty with these thy holy gifts, which we now offer unto thee, the memorial thy Son hath commanded us to make having in remembrance his blessed passion and precious death, his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension, rendering unto thee most hearty thanks 
for the innumerable benefits procured unto us by the same. And we most humbly beseech thee, O merciful Father, to hear us, and thy almighty goodness, vouchsafe to bless and sanctify with thy word and Holy Spirit these thy gifts and creatures of bread and wine, that we, receiving them according to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood. And we earnestly desire thy fatherly goodness, mercifully to accept this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, most humbly beseeching thee to grant that, by the merits and death of thy Son, Jesus Christ, and through faith in his blood, we and all thy whole church may obtain remission of our sins and all other benefits of his passion. And here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls, and bodies, to be a reasonable, holy, and living sacrifice unto thee, humbly beseeching thee that we and all others who shall be partakers of this holy communion may worthily receive the most precious body and blood of thy Son, Jesus Christ, be filled with thy grace and heavenly benediction, and made one body with him, that he may dwell in us and we in him. And although we are unworthy through our manifold sins to offer unto thee any sacrifice, yet we beseech thee to accept this our bound in duty and service, not weighing our merits, but pardoning our offenses through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom in the unity of the Holy Ghost, all honor and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end. Amen. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ hath taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. say together, we do not presume to come to this thy table, O merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same Lord whose property is always to have mercy. To grant us therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of thy dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us. Amen. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we most heartily thank thee for that thou dost feed us in these holy mysteries with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and dost assure us thereby of thy favor and goodness towards us, and that we are very members incorporate in the mystical body of thy Son, the blessed company of all faithful people, and are also heirs through hope of thy everlasting kingdom. And we humbly beseech thee, O Heavenly Father, so to assist us with thy grace, that we may continue in that holy fellowship and do all such good works as thou hast prepared for us to walk in. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Bow down before the Lord. Look down in mercy, Lord, on your people who kneel before you, and grant that those whom you have nourished by your word and sacraments may bring forth fruit, of, fruit worthy of repentance. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please stand and join in singing hymn 149, found in the blue hymnals. Thanks be to God. 